Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Justin, Justin, do you hear that sound? The sound you're making? No. I'm just making it louder. What's already in the background? What is that? I don't know. I think it's the downstairs air conditioner. You are wrong. Do you know what it really is? A horcrux. Do you know how I know what a horcrux is? What? I just spent 19 or so hours of my life watching the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, Harry freaking... Potter, y'all. I know, I was there. But, you know what you know that they may not know? What do they know that I... No. What? What you know that they, they may not know? I don't know. It was my first time watching any of them. That's not true, you saw the first one. Well, I saw most of the first one, but I don't remember any of it. (laughs) So, like, the trailer? No. Alexis maybe watched it at her uh, at her house a long time ago, and I don't remember much about it except for the big giant guy. And he Alexis took him is your to friend. School, and that's it. People don't know who Alexis is. Doesn't but... matter. She's awesome. I'm just <laughs> illustrating that I had supposedly seen it, but didn't know anything. Well, isn't that a great introduction? Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. <laughs> Chrissy is drunk on Harry Potter uh, love. What are some sort of magic? What are those elixirs that they drink? What Potions. Is- I'm drunk on a potion. A, a love potion. I need more cowbell. Number nine. I think it's also that we're using this new recorder, and without the presence of the laptop, I feel thrown off. I feel like you and I are just having a conversation as opposed to doing a podcast. Well, that's what a podcast is. It's a conversation. It is? Oh, God. We've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> Well, suffice it to say, <laughs> I'm a little bit thrown off, but yeah, I, Justin, this is a frequent question on this podcast or per this conversation. What does it all mean? That's not it. No. Nope. No. How did I go without seeing these movies? You know... That's a frequent question on this podcast. That's what I was just saying. But for realsies, like, this is really big stuff. Universally watched. It's true. A lot of people have seen these movies. And my friends are all kind of obsessed with the notable exception of one Miss Kimberly Udell. Millions of books sold. Millions and millions and millions. And I like to read. You like to read. It's true. I do like to read. So... I don't know. I think you know what I think it is. Maybe we got two or three books in and I was like, oh, I'm too far gone now. And like just never got started and I just kept chalking it up to being too far gone. And then I watched people get really obsessed. Wait, and you didn't read went, any of the books though. No. But like when I finally kind of really caught the Harry Potter fever from my friends, it was like two or three movies or two or three books in. And I was like, who cares? I'm too far gone. 
I don't want to have to catch up now. It's like TV. When a series on, everybody's like freaking out about Breaking Bad. I'm like, eh, it's too far in. Well, that's not true because uh, there have been a lot of TV series, movies, um, books, series, like The Hunger Games that I got you into way after the fact. True. So I do that a lot. You should spend most of this time just congratulating me on <laughs> making you all... <laughs> You know, consume all this this media that you've somehow missed. Congratulations, Justin, for turning me to a couch potato. A couch potato? A little Re- bit. <laughs> reading's good for you. Reading is good for you if you're on a bicycle. But, nonetheless. You know what? What? I don't want to see you trying to read on a bicycle. <laughs> It'll be like the uh, Wicked Witch of the West. Are you West. talking about a stationary bicycle, I hope? No, I'm thinking of like the one where Mrs. What's-Her-Face from Wizard of Oz. Mrs. What's-Her-Face? <laughs> No, the, the Wicked Witch of the West? Yeah, but what's her name? Uh, she's in sepia. It's not Gilda. No. They're not the Gilda. Yeah, Gilda Radner is in The Wizard of Oz. You're no. thinking of Glinda, but no. I just know her as the da, Wicked da, da, Witch of the West. Mrs. Gulch. Mrs. Gulch? Yeah. Is that her name? I think it is. No. I'm pretty sure. She's the teacher from that other book series. Who? Oh, <laughs> uh, never mind. Okay. But I'm pretty sure it's Mrs. Gulch, and she rides her bicycle, and she's got the big long dress, so every time she kicks up her knee, it, like, goes flopping in the wind. Wait, and she read the Harry Potter books while she was <laughs> riding her bike? No, I feel like that would be me, though, like, with, just with a book in my hands, but they would be like, da 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 I don't think that's safe. I don't think it is, either. I like to read books, you know, before I go to sleep at night. No, but you could do it at the gym. That's the point I'm trying to make. Healthy lifestyles, y'all. Read do Harry Potter. Well, do it, but watch movies. But I've, exercise. I have, I have problems. Like... <laughs> you have problems? Like, I don't understand how people read while they're on, like, a treadmill or stuff. Because I get into, like, I'm reading the book and I get into it and I forget to take steps. And, you know? It's like when I was in college and uh, in March or whatever, the month before spring break, you see the girls that practically lived in the gym. And there'd be the girls that would always be on the treadmill, and apparently they weren't eating, and they were just getting skinnier and skinnier, and all of a sudden, they would forget to actually walk as well, and they just fall down and go right off the treadmill. What are you talking about? Yeah, treadmill accidents due to, um... Due to not eating? Due to anorexia for spring break. It happens. Are you kidding me? What kind no. of horror story is this? I saw it. I don't think it's because they forgot how to take steps. I think it's because they were too skinny and had heart attacks. No, they didn't have heart attacks. They just didn't eat and they didn't have the energy or carbs to actually, you know, run this treadmill. So then they just, like, fell off? So the lesson is don't read while you're riding a non-stationary bike. Focus on the road ahead. This is very anti-exercise, you guys. <laughs> I'm not anti-exercise. Don't read and, and do no, anything. No, if you're on a regular bike, you know, just pay attention to the road. And if you're <laughs> on a treadmill, number one, eat enough calories and carbs so you can actually do said exercise. And number two... There's number two? <laughs> there's number. There's no number two. Okay. Not on the treadmill. Well, let's segue however abruptly that we may... <laughs> And say books. Justin, how many of the Harry Potter books have you actually read? I think four. So you think you got as far as The Prisoner of Azkaban? No, that would be The Goblet of Fire. 
Guys, these numbers and, and are I, really confusing. And I think me. that's my favorite one. Of the books or of the movies? Um, of the books. And what is your favorite of the movies? I think it's a tie between uh, Prisoner of Azkaban and the last... I'm just going to count the last two movies as one movie, because they're in two parts. Okay. Alright, that's fair. Breaking the law. Breaking the rules. You are breaking the law and breaking the rules, you rebel. But there's, you know, certain, uh, you know, scenes and stuff throughout the series that... I kind of want to, like, just, like, crib and make my own, you know, (laughs) one film out of all these scenes. Well, I sent you something today about two, uh, not two, like more than two, but Cats redoing the Harry Potter series. Yeah, that was stupid. I know, but it was funny. No, but it was stupid. It was funny. Stupid. Look it up. Cats, Harry Potter. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, Justin. As talented and smart and funny as I think you are, I think your version of the Harry Potter series might not be as good as the ones we saw. What are you talking about? Because if you're going to, you can't lump all seven of those books into one movie. Oh, no, you can't. I'm just talking about for my um, own viewing purposes. Oh, your private collection? Like your homemade Harry Potter? Exactly. I'm going to make my homemade Harry Potter film. Are you going to star in it too, Barbara Streisand? Yes, I'm going to play every single role. <laughs> I don't know. I think you'd make an excellent Hermione. It'd be very convincing. Our technology is there. We can make this happen. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, okay, so... But yeah, there have been lots of books, and... These books are not anything to, you know, Chick sniff at. Ha, ha. I think, uh, <laughs> was it The Goblet of Fire? One of the middle books is like almost 800 pages. Are you kidding me? Yeah, these are huge books. You could what? like, you could kill someone with this, one of these books. <laughs> I mean, I knew they were long books, but I was thinking maybe like 400 pages. Like they could destroy Horcruxes with some of these books. They're so big. Maybe that's what should have just happened. They should have been like, you know what? Let's get this Horcrux with this book. Yeah. Bam! <laughs> Turn the whole series on his head. Yeah. All right, we've got all these Harry Potter books. Right. Let's destroy all these Horcruxes with the Harry Potter books. Okay, so let's talk about a pervasive um, theme and kind of direction that the movies take. They get darker. No. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you get that from? I know, right? It started out all dark, and then it became sunshines and rainbows towards the end there. I thought it was like Wizard of Oz, and, you know, (laughs) started out dark and just got colorful and, you know, happy and light as we go. No, not so much. It's like they get... Exploded into a cotton candy, you know. It's like more money, more problems, and a bitch ain't one of them. It was like getting older, making more relationships, story getting darker. (laughs) That's a Jay-Z song that I haven't yet heard yet, but I like it. Um, no, I mean, again, not only are these heavy books in the literal sense, in the thematic sense, they're also heavy. I mean... Yes. Kids... Uh, yeah, these are not kids' books. Come on. No, but that's the thing. Uh, parents, you know, kids kids dig stuff that has, you know, dark matter in it. I agree. Like, when I was a kid, I liked Stephen King books. Right. You say that's weird, but I thought it was cool, and I, you know, I thought... They were good. And I think the first book in the Harry Potter series came out when I was in high school. And... 99? No, I was out of high school by then. Yeah, I was going to say, you were a little older. <laughs> I was in high school. I think it was like 96, 97 maybe? Nope, 99. The first book came out in 99? We looked it up today. Okay. Well, maybe not. Maybe then right out of high school. <laughs> but, um... 
Yeah, I mean, uh, they were kind of going for like the middle school age to high school readers, and and boy, did they get them! They landed a man. Yeah, to the tune of millions and millions. But why does this resonate with so many people across so many age groups? Do you think? Because it's got common, you know, themes that appeal to people, like good versus evil, fantasy. You know, love, the power of love, love Huey Lewis style, pretty much. Yeah. Huey Lewis style? Huey Lewis in the news, power of love. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've just shown my hand a little too much. And love and death. There's a lot of death in, in, in the Harry Potter films. Towards the end, especially. Well, Not so much death in the beginning. No, the, his parents died. It started at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah but that not only that happened. Not only that, the bad guy tried to kill a baby. How friggin' dark do you, does that... I mean... That's pretty bad. He yeah. tried to kill a baby, you dude. You shouldn't be trying to kill babies. That's dark. Yeah, unless you're he who shall not be named. So as, as a just out of high school kid, I was like, Dude, he tried to kill a baby, dude. This is, this is deep. Uh-oh. <laughs> You know what's next on your reading list? What? The Casey Anthony story. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry about that. Lame. Uh, Lame yeah. attempt at humor. Oh, I know. It was, it was, it was too dark for you. Uh, but going back to the first movie, if we can. Um, Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone. Or oh, the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone for everyone outside the U.S. We yes. Can't, we can't, you know. It's too much to think about what a philosopher yeah. means. Yeah, Americans are like, what's a philosopher? Is that Greek? Harry Potter and this philosopher's stone. He was so little. I didn't realize how little. young they were. And then when we saw it, I was like, oh, little Daniel Radcliffe. Well, that's the amazing thing. You know, they pretty much started making these movies and they never stopped. This is true. It was just movie after movie. I, I guess they had pretty much no breaks in between. I was going to ask you to about make that. it happen. Like, looking at the actual filming schedule, did they just like finish one movie and go bam right into the next one so they wouldn't age too much? Basically, yeah. I think they had you know maybe a little break in between. Right. Like they get home. Hi mom. Hi dad. Oh. Right. Gotta go back. I mean, but they were obviously a little bit older. I looked up their ages and they were born in eighty eight, eighty nine, and ninety respectively. The reason yeah, you were very, uh, you know. Angel Lansbury about that as we watched movie like I said, like I said because like he, he had only seen the first movie and that probably only means the trailer so we watched movie after movie after movie and Chrissy's one main comment was they're getting older <laughs> no but it didn't I didn't say like, like that congratulations it's like Peter Brown hey I wasn't saying like obvious McGee I was just pointing out that sometimes they looked far older than the age that they were purporting to play well, puberty hit hit them right there in the middle there, so that probably had a lot to do Awkward. with it. Awkward. By the way, um, can I just say... Harry Potter. <laughs> I know. I would hate to be doing a movie. I kept thinking... Okay. Poor, poor, poor uh, Rupert Grant. He, he oh. kind of got hit with the um, the voice change. The no, movie. you know what I kept thinking of? The Saturday Night Live skit from when Lindsay Lohan ho- hosted, and she was playing... Um, Hermione. Hermione with the boobs. Hermione boobs. And they were like, Harry... Look at her boobs the whole time. She didn't even have big boobs. It was just kind of a stupid thing. Well, they didn't. I guess they didn't try to accentuate Emma Roberts' cleavage. Well, good. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that. Since she was a child. Well, you know, she's not a child anymore. She's a full-blown hottie. Oh, well, now, but back then, when she was like all of fourteen, a little different. But back to again, back to the first couple of movies. <laughs> 
Um, let's talk about first character impressions. First character impression. Well, I can't really talk about my first impression because it was so long ago, way back then. Right. But since you just watched the movies, but this is good because we can compare and contrast because I literally have a fresh viewpoint. Um, so from let's say from the point when Harry arrives at um, Hogwarts. Okay. Uh, loved Maggie Smith right off the bat. I was like, she's my favorite. I would want to be in her class. Every class she's in, I want to be in that one. She's a great actress. I enjoyed her. Well, and plus her her character. Um, how do you say her name? I screwed up. McGonagall. It's not McConical. <laughs> sure. Okay. Whatever. M C G O N A G McGonagall. Hey, right? you're the one who's read them, Raider. Well, I haven't read. I defer to you. It's been like seven, eight years since I've, I've read a Harry Potter book. So Harry Burke. Okay, so I, th- I feel like she's, you know, first impression, I was like, oh, she's tough, but fair. I like her. Then we move on to the next teacher down the line. We get Dumbledore. Yes. Everybody I know, just from hearing, everybody loves Dumbledore. And I was like, meh, he doesn't talk too much. Seems kind of reserved. A little authoritative. Not sure how I feel about him yet. Mm-hmm. This will be co- to be continued, by the way. Remind me. It's going to take a long time. No, well, then, I, then we get to Snape. And I'm like, hmm, we're not supposed to like Snape. Something is off about Snape. You see, uh, when I saw the first movie, I'm like, oh, my God, for my favorite movie, Die Hard. Oh, Alan Rickman, yes. I forgot who he was in Die Hard now. He was the villain in Die Hard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yes. He's got that unmistakable voice. Yes. He really does. And he... um he was perfectly cast for this movie because he, oh. Alan Rickman, knows how to turn some, you know, phrases and long pauses. <laughs> oh yeah, Mister Potter. He he could take one. <laughs> like the, these movies, a lot of these movies are two and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah. and at least like an hour of each is. Pauses by Alan Rickman, so... He had a pretty good one in the last one. I won't give it away, but there was, like, one little speech where, I mean, it must have taken an hour to get out one sentence. And I, I can say that's the one thing... Obviously, I stopped reading books after the fourth one, so I really didn't know what was going on after that. Mm-hmm. But just to see his arc throughout, I was just like, yes! Right, well, that's what I'm about to get to. In the beginning, okay, so very first fresh, first movie, I'm like, oh, we're not supposed to like him, something's off about him. And yet, I feel like there's something beneath the surface. Dun dun dun! So I was very. It's not much, an apparition. He's it's skin and blood. Right. No, but I was very much anticipating uh, his eventual arc. I knew it. I knew something was going on there. Oh. I know. And look at little Hermione, if we can. Look at her. No, not about her boobs again. Oh, okay. Don't but, look at her. <laughs> glance her direction. <laughs> I think it's funny that in the first couple of movies, she's kind of like this little frustrated child prodigy with her wizardry. She's like a mini Chrissy know-it-all, pretty much. Hush your face. And yes, I was exactly like that when I was her age. I understand. <laughs> and you didn't even know me back then. And It's okay. I collected your tears and went back and looked at your past. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> and, um... I thought it was interesting to watch her grow up and how she still maintained a, a certain level of uh, aptitude and brilliance above her and beyond her peers, but it wasn't with this kind of 
Um, you know what it was as opposed to having not having some, it was with humility. Yes. She finally tempered that. And she grew boobs. <sighs> Boys. Can I just say, although I like Ron Weasley, mm-hmm. and you all are going to want to crucify me for this, like, I feel like we could have gone the whole series without him and it would have been alright. <gasps> He's like one of my favorite characters. How dare you? Why? Why? Yeah. Because I mean, he's there. He's he's nice. He's he's cool. He's a good partner for Hermione. But other than that, like, okay. No, I think he's I think he's great. And um, I think without him, the thing about Harry is Harry was kind of like a, you know, he's the hero that's kind of like a blank state. There's not a lot of personality to Harry. That's true. So Ron added the personality. You know, he's. He's not good with girls. He squeaks a lot when he talks. He's scared of spiders. Right. Uh, you know, I can... You can get on board with that. Y- yeah. I always saw myself as c- closer to uh, a Ron anyway, so... Actually, you know who I see yourself as b- being close to? <laughs> I don't know. Neville. Neville Longbottom. You were such a little Neville. Neville Longbottom. You what are you are. saying? Because I was a fatty when I was a kid? No. You were not a fatty as a kid. Because I was always getting... <laughs> like You were getting like... You were in like the periphery mishap, of... Mishaps? Tr- yeah. You were in like the periphery of trouble and then somehow got caught in a bit. You were like the voice of reason, but then you still went along because you're like for the greater good. And then in the in the end, you, you know, you do your stuff. I won't give it away yet, but you do your stuff. Well, Handle your business. Again, after only reading the four books and now seeing other movies, I can kind of uh, side with the view that Neville might be the hero of the whole entire series. What? Yeah. I didn't know that was a, a theory that was kind of in the works. <laughs> Did you just come up with that, or are you getting on board with the pre-existing theory? I mean, <laughs> he's, you know... The Neville Longbottom Theorem. The Neville Longbottom Theorem. Everyone get on the train now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again. All right. I think his arc is, like, he's got a bigger... He does have a very nice, long arc. Hero arc. And just because you said that you, that you reminded me, or I reminded you of Neville, I had to say that. So. Yeah, I do. Well, you do. And I also have a long bottom. Well, okay. <laughs> TMI. Well, they all do have, all of the characters have some sort of heroic arc to them, but... I think the difference here is that Harry's is he's the unlikely hero and the un, not unwilling hero, but the reluctant hero. Neville? No. Harry's, Harry. Harry's the... Harry's a reluctant hero. He is. Yeah. He's got the Jesus complex, except he's he doesn't... the chosen one. Exactly. He, he You know, it's like, oh, he, he's the heir to all this power. He's the chosen one. And I would... I want to say it was probably around the fifth maybe sixth movie I thought he was getting a little arrogant with it like he announced it he's like I'm the chosen one and I was like oh Harry put it away well, I think I think he was saying that because a girl liked him right I don't think uh, well maybe you and you could put that argument forth if you want but I feel like he finally was just like alright alright all you can stop asking me to save the world because I already know I'm the chosen one and I was kind of like alright put your big wand away you can stop oh, now. Whoa. <laughs> I, didn't, no. I don't remember that scene. <laughs> that was that was on the cutting room floor. It's in the extras. Oh, Harry, <laughs> put away your gigantic wand. <laughs> I, mean, I was just trying to illustrate that it's like it's just, 
All this right. is not an R-rated Potter it movie. Was, you know what it is? It was sophomoric. Yeah. And then after that, with the, with the shit, excuse me, I have to say it, but it's true. The shit really started hitting the fan. Shit. <laughs> then he became more of the reluctant hero as opposed to the, I know it's all on my shoulders, it's all right, sort of guy. I mean, he still did, but it was with a, a heaviness. A heaviness. He, yeah. He had a lot on his shoulders. We also had a lot of books that he was carrying. Harry Potter books so he could destroy the Corcruxes in the last movie. He's got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> and he's got a heavy wand. So you see what I'm saying with when we, when we t- yeah, when we talk about... <laughs> what if instead of the Horcruxes in the last movie, he had to score, uh, like, he had to actually destroy a bunch of whores. Like, destroy those whores! Cruxes? Cruxes! <laughs> <laughs> or, or the, they were all named Cruxes, the I, horse. That sounds like the Skinamax version of what's going to happen after this movie. That sounds like the movie we were just speaking of. With, <laughs> get your heavy one. Okay, should we do like Ding Ding Imitation Bell, Skinamax Theater of <laughs> Harry Potter? No. Oh, my Harry. No, they wouldn't even have good English accents. They'll be like, that's a mighty long wand you have. We'll put it in my long bottom. <laughs> Sorry. Someone in, did someone call the pizza man? Pound, jiggle, power. All right, we're Oh, yes, I love pizza. <laughs> okay, I find it interesting that you say that the prisoner of um, Azkaban, as you say it, uh, it's both your favorite book and favorite movie. And I, because now I became voracious for all things Harry I said Potter. one of my favorites. Okay, fine. One of. Yes. Uh, after we watched the majority of the movies over the weekend, I became kind of voracious for gossip and info on it. And I was on Internet Movie Database. Emma Watson says, Azkaban, it's her favorite too. Oh my gosh. Why? I think that's a lot of people's favorites, but it wasn't mine. So I'm curious as to why. Well, let's go back to me and Emma Roberts having their favorite wand together. <laughs> Wait, did you say favorite wand together? <laughs> Gosh. I said wand, but you, oh. you were thinking, of, you're still thinking of <laughs> heavy, heavy, heavy wand. Um, okay. Uh, Askamon was the first one where it got really, like, dark. Like, yeah. the first two movies are kind of light and airy and colorful, all this magic and stuff. And they usually have, like, a darker-type conclusion. Azkaban, right from the start, is, like, double dark. It's, like, double dark stuffed Oreos, pretty much. (laughs) And they, uh... I'll double down on the dark, please. One of my favorite characters... They, uh... One of my favorite characters throughout the series is Sirius Black, played by Gary Oldman, and that's where he comes to play. Um, there's spiders. I like the spider scene. Yeah, it was pretty cool. The car, the the car, the whole car thing. I, I love that. Yeah, it was cool too. And um, Alfonso Cuarón is one of my favorite directors. He did Itu Mama Tambien. Um, he did uh, a version of Great Expectations that was much maligned, but I still think is pretty awesome. The nineties one. Yeah, the one with Gwyneth Paltrow. I haven't seen that. I want to though. I always did want to see that. Yeah. It's like one of the few movies that makes me, that maybe was like, oh man, Gwyneth Paltrow's hot. You know, I used to watch the trailer for that movie over and over again because I loved it and I never saw the movie. Yeah. Crazy. Not a lot of people liked it, but I liked it. All right, well, we'll watch it. Anyway, I thought I think he's a really good director and that was the one movie of, of the series that he directed. Hmm. And um, like I said, it's just really dark and 
I'm drawn to dark things. Similarly oh, to Im- me and Emma Roberts, apparently. I guess. But, you know, it's funny because you say you're drawn to dark things. But as we said at the very beginning of this podcast, all of the movies from there on out are dark. And they get progressively darker. So if dark is your thing, you would think that you just, like, you know, really go for the last one, part one, part two of, of book seven. Well, if you were listening earlier, that's what I said. I said my favorite ones are Azkaban and the last movie. Okay. As one. As one. Yeah. You're just going to put them together like that? Yeah, I kind of wish they... I, I understand why they split them, you know? Um, yeah. But I kind of... Like, if, if they ever go back into theaters and, like, put them together into, like, a... I guess would it be five hours long? No, I'm so glad they split them up. Because they, it allowed them to give so much more detail to... Uh, I haven't read the book, but what I can only assume are, you know key things happening in the book amongst the characters and plot-wise that if they had to truncate it all into a two-and-a-half, three-hour film... I didn't say truncated. Just have it be a long-ass film. Oh, because somebody... Anybody other than you is going to sit through that and be like, okay... Come on. Millions upon millions of books sold. If they would have said, you know what, guys? It's going to be a five-hour-long final film. Deal with it. No, that's something that you would Come see. on, Miss Titanic. No, but come on. That was three hours and 14 minutes. This is something that you could see at, like, the new Beverly, maybe, if they decided, hey, we're going to run them back to back. Like, people would actually buy a ticket for that. But or millions the, of people? Or in the comfort of my own home. when or, they Or that. They both come out. Or the second one comes <laughs> 17 out. 17 hours wasn't enough for you. You have to add on the extra yeah, five. I'm, no, I'm not going to do that again, but I will. <laughs> Did you get reach a point during the weekend where you're just like, please make it stop? No more Harry Potter. I just forgot how long each of them were. So yeah, they're all over two hours. Exactly. Yeah, but okay. So back to Azkaban. I liked it as well. Um, I felt like that's when things started getting a little confusing as a newbie. Mm-hmm. And by the time we were at like the sixth movie, I remember I kept having to ask you about you know key things that they were recalling. Like, wait, when did that happen? Like, which movie? Because it was all just starting to run together. And that movie, more than any of the other ones, I think, prior to that, and more than any of the other ones since that, had a lot going on where it was the, it was really the only one, minus this very last one I just saw in the theater, where I felt like I had to pause it and stop and ask questions and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who are they talking about? Or where did they get that? Or who are those ghosty things? Yeah, they're dense films. That's true. <sighs> Ghosty things are cool, too. Right. I'm not implying that I can't wrap my head around dense I didn't say you. I didn't say you had a problem with that. I'm just saying that it's true. They are dense films, and, you know, there is the possibility to, you know, blink and kind of miss stuff. So. Yes, and, and that's what, what my only... I can't even call it a complaint. It was more of an observation of, like, a wow, I really can't close my eyes at all during this because I'm, I was getting so confused. And it's, it's like math in that it builds upon itself. You know, you can't miss step one and then catch on at step six. Well, I, I mean, if books are 700 pages long and, you know, a minute of screen time usually equals a page of a script that's you know right it could be 700 pages pulling it down into what 240 which pages, is just pages of scripts yeah so. i mean there's got to be so much in the in the books that didn't even make it into and uh, a lot of people bitch about how like their favorite things got met you know changed or whatever and i'm like what do you expect you know what do you want Justin, what they changed things it's true they changed some what stuff. 
So you're telling me that if I read the books, they're going to be different from the movies? I mean, not overly different. Like, the main themes and, you know, plot points stayed, but... Okay. Again, I haven't, so I, haven't I haven't read past uh, book four, but... Okay, so you didn't read... The interwebs, people, you know, you know how people love to... Oh, yeah. So you didn't go on to read Goblet of Fire or Half-Blood Prince? Uh, no, Goblet of Fire was the last one I read. Oh, so you did read Goblet of Fire? Yeah. And you didn't like it. I That was the first one I was like, this I think is my favorite when we were watching them in order. Uh, no, I said that that was one of my favorite books, Goblet of Fire. So far, everyone I've brought up, you're like, no, I said that one's one of my no, favorite No, I said my favorite book was Goblet of Fire, and I said my favorite movies were Azkaban and the last one as one. I thought you said Azkaban for both. No, but Azkaban is a good book, but that's not my favorite. I like Goblet of Fire because of the whole, um, the games. Me too, and I kept thinking of the Hunger Games, which is probably why. And that's one of the long books, and so they had more time to spend on all that stuff, so I was like, yes. Right, and it played well in, in the movies too, and I know that... Um, this was when Harry was going through his, like I mentioned, sophomoric, the whole world is in my hand sort of phase, which I wasn't a huge fan of character-wise, but it worked for me in, in the context of him being the star in the games. And and they had Robert Pattinson. Whatever. You didn't know, even know that was him. I just thought it was cute. I was like, who is that? And why does he look so familiar? And he's hot. And you were like, hello, Twilight. And I went, oh, yeah. I was like, he's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. You it's, not fair. it's not fair. Unfair advantage. Exactly. And the and the ending of all the movies that we saw um, up to that point, the ending of the Goblet of Fire was like my first emotional connection with the movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me put it this way: for the first two, or um, wait, what is Azkaban three or four? Azkaban is three. Okay, so the for the first two and a half, mm-hmm. I was like, these are great. Mm-hmm. But I'm not connected. Like, I'm watching these because I'm cramming for an exam. So I can go with you to the theater and see part two of seven. Like, that's it. Like, means to an end. Okay. And um, halfway through Azkaban, I was like, okay, I'm connecting a little more, but but I need a break. I'm starting to get super tired. Then we watched Goblet of Fire, and um, I was really invested in it and then the end and I that's when I you didn't see me I was on the couch like sniveling at the very end when um he not Harry obviously but when what's his face Cedric Diggory yeah when he dies I was just like alright I'm on board let's watch the rest of the movies not because we have to go to the theater tomorrow but because I want to (gasps) even though they make me sad oh whatever Miss soap opera you love that kind of stuff no i know that i'm saying i did that that's what got me i was i mean on board to watch them all but that's what really made me want to watch the rest of them that was a turning point should have had one of the bold and beautiful act uh <laughs> dude the harry potter series performed by the bold and beautiful <laughs> act. the cast <laughs> hermione you are so beautiful <laughs> thanks rich Ridge is Harry Potter. <laughs> no, I can't handle it. It's too much. It's too much. Um, so yeah, Goblet Whoa. of Fire, huge turning point. Well, I'm glad you got that got invested there. And then, and I'm boy, boy, am I glad I did because then right after that we had um, Goblet of Fire. No. Oh, after Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Help me. I'm bad with order, but it's help me out. Uh. It's not the Half Blood Prince because that's six. Where are we? It's in between. 
It's in between Goblet of Fire and Half Blood Prince. It's... I have to get the word out. No, come on. I know what you're talking. It's cool. What is your? I know. I'm having a major malfunction. I need you to actually tell me the name of it. I can't function until you do. Do do do. Why can't you just talk about the book without saying the exact title? Well, because I didn't read the book. <laughs> I've read it. Well, what, so, what is your comment? It's about. Well, no, it's going to be about the movie. I just I can't remember because it's late and I've seen so much Harry Potter. Like I said, they're all running together. So I need your help. I need your help, Justin. Be my hero. The Order of the Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is the one. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Dumbledore kind of have a bigger part in this one and more of a turn? Uh, that was Half Blood Prince. Maybe it is. Yeah. Then the sad one? ending. That's Half Blood Prince. Okay. Yes. But then, what's going on in that one in Phoenix? The Order of the Phoenix. That's just where it begins, like the major um, resistance. Yeah, it's like the, he who the, shall not be named. The army starts forming and stuff. Like he starts forming, carries, you know, meets all the, you know. The Order and Professor Werewolf and stuff. Oh, <laughs> Remember yeah. Professor Werewolf? My, one of my, another one of my favorites. Okay. He was... Uh, uh, that's the funny thing about these movies. The Ministry... Uh, the, the Dark Arts Professor was always someone... You know, he was either going to kill someone... Yeah. Or she was going to kill someone or almost kill someone. Wait a minute. Was this the beginning, the first time we saw Umbridge? Or was like, that in Half-Blood Prince? Oh. Uh, I think Order was the first time we saw Umbridge. Again, I'm I'm not. You're not a, a Potter ophile. I'm not a Potter ophile. I haven't read those books, okay. but I just seen the movies. But yeah, I just thought it was funny how the Dark Arts Professor, whoever Dumbledore put in charge. Yeah, right. Dumbledore. Dumbledore, like. Do you not have teacher interviews? Are you not <laughs> interviewing these people? <laughs> that should be like the first question. What if? Are you going to murder the students? You know, what if these teachers are just like applying on Craigslist, you know, or or even better, like CareerBuilder.com. Can you imagine Snape sitting in an interview where he's like, Dumbledore's like, and how did you find out about the position? I am linked in to Professor Dumbledore. And, and no, Snape's standing there, and he's like, CareerBuilder. <laughs> Yes, Professor Dahmer, you can be Dark Arts Professor. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to eat everybody. Oh, okay. That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, we would be remiss if we didn't address Umbridge, because I feel like she she's such a key, you know, thing. And then they threw her away in this last, like, book slash movies, number seven, one, and seven, two. Yeah, she wrote. She like she rose. She rose. She rose up from the ashes, and was you know uber bitch. Mm-hmm. And yet, so how do I put this? Um, hypocritical, two faced. Yes. <laughs> she, she was. Uh, who's the actress that plays her? Anyway, she did a great job. I feel like I've known people like her in my life. Of course. And I want to punch those people in the face. Me too. All right. <laughs> We've moved on from the Order of the Phoenix. High five. 
on to where the real meat of Harry Potter really begins. <laughs> Sorry. Back to his heavy wand. <laughs> I said it was heavy. I said it was big. Oh, God. This is what we get for doing this at midnight, by the way. But, uh, Half-Blood Prince. What about it? No, we gotta talk about it. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Snape. Yes, Snape. He's the Half-Blood Prince. Spoiler alert. That's not group number seven or anything. Come on, I would assume by now people have seen six. Yes, Snape is the Half-Blood half Prince. The, he's the Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> Did you see that coming? Did you know when you went in the theater and you saw this that Snape was going to end up being the Half-Blood Prince? No, because I had not read the book. But, but you know the title, so whom did you expect to be the Half-Blood Prince? I had no idea. Really? didn't try to figure it out? Like, ahead of time? Like, yeah. Again, I'm not in Peter Brown. I, I, didn't even read the, I didn't even take the time to read the book. I was supposed to be, like, researching in some deep, dark, like, library. Like, okay, let me find out who's the Half-Blood Prince just before I even see the film. Yes, in the forbidden section. Like, it could have been anyone. No, I know, but when I saw the title, I was like... Could have been someone I haven't, you know, came up in the movies yet. Who could it be? Is it going to be Harry? Are we going to find out that he's a mudblood? Well, he was a mudblood. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's his dad a wizard? He went to, he went to Hogwarts. <laughs> he did. His parents his, were muggles. His, his heavy wand. <laughs> his, mom was a mu- his, his mom was a muggle. His mom didn't go to Hogwarts. Again, muggles can go to Hogwarts, Chrissy. <laughs> Hermione's parents were muggles. Right, but once they go to Hogwarts and then become wizards or witches, aren't they no longer muggles? Because the very definition of muggle is somebody who doesn't do magic. <sighs> yeah. What is your comment that you're trying to make? I don't remember. <laughs> yes, Severus Snape. Oh, I remember. I thought I thought Harry Potter was going to be the Half-Blood Prince. He's a great character. Is that what you're saying? You love him. Well, well. You were conflicted about him. Yes. I was was very... I'm sure everyone was. I was very interested in him. What is his reasoning? What? You're asking me what his reasoning is? No, that's what you were asking as a viewer. Like, what, 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 why, 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 Snape, why? No, let me just boil it down to you. I was like, where he at? Where he at? Yeah. Where's it? Where are his loyalties? Where he at? Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's what kept going to my head. And I kept like that like snarl on my face and your, glinty stare. Your any inner 90-year-old black woman in your head? I was thinking more of like Chai City. You know, like Chai City goes to McDonald's. <laughs> Chai City wonders where Snape is at. <laughs> Why is Snape working at McDonald's? No! Where's Snape at? I'm gonna buy every single every single thing off the dollar menu. Tell Severus Snape that I'm gonna buy this. <laughs> <laughs> Severus Snape comes on the intercom. So <laughs> you want Mr. Chai Rise with that? No, I was I thinking heard. that. I was thinking <laughs> what was I thinking? No, I was thinking. I that. have a Harry Potter milkshake for you. <laughs> Why Snape at McDonald's? <laughs> You're making no sense. Stop! No, I wasn't trying to 
to say it's steak, whatever we at McDonald's, I was trying to say that the guy who does Wait, the ch- why can't steak be good? He can't enjoy what you know a billion. He's a vegan. <gasps> he is. He is now. Um, no, that's why he's so pale. And, and Dumbledore's gay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> Don't tell Jeff from Big Brother; he'll be really mad. Um, back to uh, Chai City. No, I I'm feel, saying I feel sorry for Snape that he can't enjoy. He can have a sweet iced tea. Those are vegan. It's true. I was thinking that Chai City should have some. <laughs> Imagine Snape with the sweet iced tea. No, but I was thinking that Chai City should have a YouTube video. Enjoying my <laughs> Stop it. I Chai think. City should have a video wondering where Snape's loyalties are. Not about McDonald's, not about the spider, just like him wondering about Snape. Like, maybe with Harry Potter on in the background, paused on a picture of Snape. But he's like, where he at? Chai, Chai City's afraid of spiders. <laughs> so. No, he'd get along really well with uh, Ron. Well, I can't wait to hear your, your read your email to Chai City imploring him to. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't Snape enjoy McDonald's? <laughs> I know he's vegan, but <laughs> they gotta have something. You got a biscuit. <laughs> that's not vegan either. Doesn't have anything to do with yeah, sweet iced tea. Doesn't have anything to do with McDonald's. I am gonna tell Chai City he needs to watch Harry Potter and then talk about Snape like a character analysis. I don't, Justin, I don't quite understand this, but sure. Don't you feel close to Snape? <laughs> don't I feel close to Snape? <laughs> yes. Don't you feel invested? Oh, are we are we in the R, are we in the R rated version in your head, or are we on the regular like no. version? No, <laughs> version. I'm just oh god, I'm giggly. I like I said uh, when his real character arc was revealed in this last film, I was very touched. I I even like got a little moist, like a little you, moist. Oh, I hate that word. Not not in my nether regions, but in my <laughs> eye. You had some droplets. And you know what was really great? We went to see this at the um, Sherman Oaks Arc Light. Um, yes, we did. And right after the scene um, that I got a little moist in, someone actually blew their nose <laughs> like three rows. Like actually, like, yeah, like an elephant blowing. <laughs> I was like, for reals. Is this for happening? Chai City, where are you at? My favorite part. <laughs> Is and I'm not giving the, anything away by saying there's like kind of like a split second of a possible false ending in the in this last one, and somebody shouts super loudly, "It's not over! It's not over!" To like make sure that people didn't clap or leave. I kind of wanted it to be over then, <laughs> so we could like stand and admonish that person. <laughs> you lie! It was over. <laughs> okay, so now that we've been super silly and talking about how fun it was to sit in front of the TV for 17 hours going over these first films we get to the meaty pot Harry Potter's penis <laughs> Justin no Harry Potter part 7 part 2 <laughs> I'm actually seeing by the way people describe it as that as HP P7 P2 now wait a minute what was your favorite movie this last one Part two. Part two of seven. Part two of seven. Yes. Okay. Why? Um, easily the darkest of the bunch. Okay. Easily the most dense of the bunch. It was a very hard PG thirteen. There was a couple times yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, whoa, yeah, like werewolves like be like chewing on some people. <laughs> what? Okay. There were no werewolves in this one. Yeah. In the very very last one that we just saw. Where? Where was there a werewolf? 
those guys, the werewolves that come out of the forest, that you remember Longbottom was like, you can't come past here, and then they started running after him. Those guys those were, were like just bad guys, just like bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were like, we're bad guys. So they're not wizards. <laughs> they're not big giants. They're not werewolves. That's not giants. That's not wizards. Let's see werewolves. So they were just like bad guys? Just yeah. Like... They were like waiting. And then when, and then they were like... They're like, we waited uh, seven and a half books. Now is our time. Well, we're not wizards. We're not giants. We're just bad guys. <laughs> we're not goblins. No, I don't want to like give we're, away. We're not troll too. I don't want to give away yet the context of where they were or what they were doing. No, they, they, were, they, were, they were definitely wolves. I'm not gonna, but yeah, they were bad guys. When shit's going down, yeah. we look, and one of the um, uh, Hogwarts uh, students has been befallen, and one of the werewolves is like chewing on her neck. That was a werewolf. I thought it was a person being cannibal. <laughs> Or a vampire. I was like, is this a vampire now? And, like, I couldn't put it together, and then I forgot about it. Harry Potter, seven and a half Twilight. <laughs> oh, my God, I thought of that. Because I did see what you're talking about. I saw somebody, like, gnawing down on what looked like a dead body. I was like, are they vampires now? And then uh, that's, I, I let it go. I think that was the chick that liked uh, liked Ron. Remember the chick, the blonde-haired chick that liked Ron? In yeah. In, like, uh, was it... Half-Blood Prince. Oh, the crazy one. Curly girl. Curly yeah. hair, blonde girl. I think that was crazy. her. Yeah, let's think about the, the last movie. There was a couple times where you're like, oh, man, I kind of want to see more of the actual war and less of, you know, Harry and... Brooding and trying to be the chosen one? No, looking for those horcruxes. Horcruxes. Exactly, but... Okay, but so now it's very hard to talk about this last one in theaters right now. Hard. Listen, Justin. <laughs> I'm about to go chai city on your ass. It's very hard to talk about them without giving things away. Because like we mentioned, it's dark, it's dense, it's incredibly interesting, intricate, and yet it's like... Uh, here, oh. Nobody's gonna... If you've come this far, there's gonna be spoilers, obviously. Yeah, I know. Who's gonna listen to all of this if Let they Let me put it this it. way. When we talked about Azkaban, I said, if you look away for a second, you miss something, and then it's like you have a hard time keeping up. Mm-hmm. This has that quality, but you can't look away, even if you wanted to. It's all-encompassing. You're, you're under a spell. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's what Azkaban was lacking. You could look away in Azkaban, because you get bored for a second, then you come back, and you're like, what happened? Well, and... By the seven and a half film, you're kind of invested in all these characters, and you're like, "What's true. gonna happen?" I really did want to know what was gonna happen and how, because you you see the the billboards everywhere. It all ends, and I'm like, "How are they gonna do?" It? I always wanted to see a billboard with just "Shit's going down," <laughs> "Shit gets real." <laughs> That's gonna be on the reboot version of the series. That should just be the title of it: Harry Potter Seven. Shit gets real. That would make me want to see the film. I knew that. I will say one thing about this that could be slightly... Not, I can't call it negative. It's just uh, in, not in the plus column. Uh-huh. Though there were a lot of answers, I was definitely left with some questions. <gasps> no. Yeah. And I know, like, the best movies and books do that for you, but 
it did it in a way where I felt like there was an explanation that just wasn't being well explained to me. Not like an open-ended choose-your-own-adventure thing. Just like, it just wasn't well explained. Okay. Like, at one point, one character, a notable character... You can, you can talk about it now. We're in the spoiler warning. Alright, we are in the spoiler... It's Shit's gonna get real. Spoilers. Yeah. If you are leaving us, we love you and goodbye. And if you are staying, I hope you've seen the film. Okay. So in order to kill Voldemort, Harry has to kill... Not kill himself, but he has to let Voldemort kill him. Mm-hmm. He lives. Mm-hmm. How is this possible? Uh, I thought he dies. But Harry? Then he, then he comes back because he has the resurrection stone, right? He dropped the resurrection stone in the brush before he let Voldemort kill him. Okay, then just because he's Harry and he's awesome, he comes back. But then that negates the entire emotional crises of like the 15 minutes prior to that of him learning through Snape's memory that he has to die through saying goodbye to his friends through having the moment with his dead parents like it I feel like it kind of fucks all that up okay if you could just like oh never mind you're back we have a moment talking with Dumbledore and by the way he's way too nice to Dumbledore in that scene why no questions of, hey, Dumbledore, what about raising me like like a pig for slaughter, like Snape said? Well, what was, about that? That was in his head. That wasn't real. But... You can't be as, mad at people as, in your head? As Dumbledore says, even if it's in your head, it can still be real. Right. How did you feel about, by the way, the whole kind of re- big reveal through Snape's memory that Dumbledore was, at the very best, calculating in his use of Harry to what he thought was, you know, a greater good and a bigger and um, more important end. Yeah. It's very, you're like, oh, okay, Dumbledore. Did you lose respect for Dumbledore? Lost a little bit of respect for Dumbledore. I was pissed. You were? I was. Okay. Because they built him up to be just this, this, you know, giant of kindness and compassion and intelligence and... You know, sweetness and light, and just well, that's life. You know, he he, had, he he positive and negative. He wasn't, you know, he was human. You're like, I hate humans. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that, but I am saying. He, I mean, he's just more human than we thought. You know, like we eventually find out that Snape was. A lot more human. We thought he was just, you know, cold-hearted Snape. Uh. Look into his eyes. <laughs> oh, he's been telling lies. He's a cold-hearted Snape. Oh. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Okay, if you put it that way, I can see because it's like things are not how they seem, and everybody has the other side, both the good and the bad. It's, it turns out Snape was, um, you know, looking after Harry all along. So right, more than Dumbledore. I know, which is why I'm like. Fucking Dumbledore. Makes me mad. All that misspent love on you, Dumbledore. Maybe that's why Jeff is so mad at him. Oh. (laughs) I don't think Jeff's seen this last movie. Damn. He's been in the Big Brother house. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I was just saying. But, um... No, Jeff just just doesn't think that any homosexual should uh, teach kids. That's the the problem he has. Well, then Jeff is very good looking and he's good at the Big Brother game, but he's also a bigot. True. Or, and I prefer to think the following, he's just incredibly uneducated and dark about it, like, in the dark about this. But has he been reading the books or watching the Harry Potter movies? Because another big theme of the movie is acceptance of others. 
That's true. Yeah. Love your oh, brother. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because we have been... In, I can't believe how remiss we've been. Do you know what we haven't discussed once yet? Draco Malfoy. What? I know. What's wrong with us? You like Draco? I... And this is what disappointed me in this end movie, and I don't know if it was further discussed in the book or not. Uh-huh. Right around Half-Blood Prince, I noticed there was a there was a change in, in Draco. Uh-huh. I was like, something's different. He's not so, like, robotic, Mr. Mean guy that he was as, as a pubescent kid. Mm-hmm. I, it's like he's thinking more about it. And I don't know if he is going to turn and be on the side of, you know, our three protagonists or what. Uh, but something is entirely different, and I'd like to know what it is. And we spend a little bit of character investment in his father, Luci- or Lucius or Lucius, depending on how you say it. Lucius. Okay. But in this last movie, they really had an opportunity to kind of, like, let us know, you know, what really happened with Draco. Because it was kind of obvious, even in this confrontation he had with Harry, Harry said, he's like, you knew it was me. You knew I was in disguise, and you didn't say anything, and why? And he never finds out why. And it really bothered me that then towards the end, Draco walked towards his parents reluctantly, but, like, there was never any more insight as to what happened. I really kind of thought he was going to come back and then help fight with Harry, or something. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that. I feel like they dropped the ball. They dropped the Draco ball. They did. They dropped the Draco ball. What did you think of him? Uh, I thought he was, you know, he was very snippling, like... Snide? Snide and... Rude. Yeah. Tom Felton, the actor that played him, did a good job, I think. I've heard he's super nice in real life. Well, good for him. I know. Maybe he has a future after all. <laughs> Maybe he can play a bad guy. Yo, good old Tommy <laughs> Felton. Um. Yes. Yes. All right. Well. You know who I also liked and was really sad when he met his end? Who? Dobby. Dobby. Dobby loves Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Harry Potter freed Dobby and Dobby will help Harry Potter. Dobby just wants to warn Harry Potter. Of all the people that die in these books, Dobby kind of got the, the you know, best send-off. Like, they he actually did. buried him. <laughs> yeah, he got a tombstone. Everyone else is like, whatever. Realized Dobby was a ashes, ashes to ashes, like, blow the ashes away. Yeah, right. Dobby, we're going to bury you. Well, when we, we first burn. were introduced to Dobby, I, I was actually kind of annoyed by him, and it reminded me of What's-His-Face in Star Wars. Oh, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, and I was like, please let this not be the Jar Jar Binks of Harry Potter. And I was like, just wait. Yeah, you were right. I was so, at the beginning, like, why is he beating himself? This is just wrong. Why are we watching this? <laughs> oh, and you know what also made me sad? In in this last movie, they used, like, a dragon who was, who was being, like, tortured as, like, a watch dragon as opposed to a watchdog in a bank. Yeah, that shit made me mad. Yeah! You know why? Why? Because we had that big bank bailout... And we can't get a dragon to watch my funds, Chase Bank? Come on. I want a dragon to watch my money. Nope, Justin, that's... I, w- I want to go down a roller coaster to get to my I, money. Yeah, that I do. I want the guy from Willow to, you know, <laughs> take me down there. No, but here's the problem. They were obviously mistreating the dragon. And they even said, they're like, the sound scares him and causes him pain. And they were like, that seems barbaric. And yet they didn't reward the dragon or anything afterward. You know, they were just like, peace out, dragon, and like jumped off of him. Even though he still had chains like bleeding into his neck. What, are they supposed to give him brownie points or something? Yes! They were supposed to help 
him and feed him and turn him into like the How to Train Your Dragon dragon. They didn't have time for that. They had Horcruxes to destroy. <laughs> How do you know that the dragon wasn't one? They didn't know. Could have been. So you wanted them to destroy the Horcruxes? No. They should have gave him some sweet iced tea from McDonald's. <laughs> Chai City could have given some sweet iced tea. Oh, man. How did Chai City make his way into the Harry Potter podcast? You're the one that said it, not me. <laughs> Probably. Wow. Okay, so... um so yeah, so uh, questions that went unanswered, obviously, about Harry coming back to life. What happened with Draco? Um, what other? Did you have any questions? That well, he, I don't think he was dead. That's the thing. Like when when he was in the forest and uh, what you call it, Draco's mom went over and checked him. He was still breathing. I know. And he said, "Is Draco alive?" And like, if he is, I'll help you. Sort of implication. But still, yeah, uh, I was well, kind of confused by that part. But and I was confused. Well, because if that's if if he didn't die, why did everyone tell him you have to die for this to work? Because he had to think that he had to die for it to work. No, because it's a piece of him. It was literally a piece of him that, like, ricocheted and became a part of Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. So, theoretically, for that piece of Voldemort to die, Harry Potter has to die. Otherwise, the piece goes on living, and so does Voldemort. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, and we wouldn't have got that, like, uh, you know, baby Voldemort... You know, in marinara sauce in that turn. That, that was really gross at the end. <laughs> Voldemort, old man fetus. <laughs> marinara Voldemort, baby. That's really bad, Justin. Really, really bad. It's kind of weird. It kind of looked. Oh, never mind. It's I was like waiting for. They were like waiting for Godot. They were like, okay, we're just waiting at the train station. Nothing's coming. Yeah, just we're, standing here. Let's just chill. And how come Harry never said once? Hey, friend. Damn it, Dumbledore. Why are you such a bitch? Why do you have so many secrets that you let in your brother knew and I didn't know? Why didn't you tell me you were gay? I'm glad the brother knew where he was really at. He was like, you don't even know. You don't even know the secrets. I know. You don't know his true character. And I was like, oh, Dumbledore's darker than we think. When I, uh, when, when the, I guess it was the Half-Blood Prince, the book came out, and I was like driving past like one of the bookstores and people were waiting in line. Oh, yeah. That was the one where people would drive by and be like, Dumbledore dies! Oh. And people were like, no! Got really angry. Really? Yeah. I never saw anybody do that, but I know that because there, there was a time where everybody was reading it, I feel like, at the same time but me. Mm-hmm. And then they'd go, they'd finish the book and they'd be depressed for like three days. I, it was like clockwork, and I go, "Did you? What's going on? Are you okay? You just finished the book." I'm like, "Oh, jeez." So wait, you say you're glad that you did it this way instead of reading the books one by one and watching the movies when they came out? Yeah. Uh, for two reasons. First of all, it was nice to have this kind of cram session before going to see this one because it was all fresh for me. Yeah. But secondarily, I tend to attach myself to things. Maybe you've noticed. And you thought you were gonna like try to be a witch, like. No, I don't think that. But I think that when this, like, so many of my friends are, like, really, truly, like, lost. They're like, this was my childhood. They feel very, like, emotionally invested in this franchise. Like, it is their childhood and a huge part of it. And with the end of it, like, their childhood has officially died. It's over. I'm not kidding. People in their 20s. These people are, like, 30. Like, yeah, your childhood is over. I'm not kidding. I can't tell you how many, like, just Facebook posts I've seen where they're like, this was my childhood. It ends today. And I'm like, oh, calm down. But yet I understand. And now having seen them all, I'm like, if I would have been on board that train, I think I'd be, like, infinitely more sad now that it's over. And I'm kind of glad to spare myself that in a way. 
you can always, you know, go back and read from the beginning. Again. Which I'm going to do now because I haven't read at all. And the last movie kind of has like a coda at the end, and you're like, hmm, hmm. could there be another series? Hmm, hmm, hmm. True, but also I feel like, um, by the way, in reading them, I'm going to get frustrated because the first two ones are so. I mean, they're man incredibly imaginative, but they're sweetness and light, and be like, get to the good stuff. <laughs> like I'm done with this. I want to go straight to book seven. <laughs> Who are those bad guys? But I want to, Where's Chai City? But I want to read them so I can really get the intricacies of the interpersonal relationships that weren't totally well explained in the movies. So you have to force me. When I'm in, like, book three and I'm like, screw this, I want to go to seven, you have to be like, no, read the whole thing. I'm not going to haze you into reading the books. You're not? No. Man. All right, so last minute questions. Yes. Of all of the movies and of all of the characters, who was your favorite and why? Well, I would probably say Snape. Me too. Either him or uh, Ron. Yeah, I like Ron Weasley. I mean, I or, like or him. Or what they call Wormy? That one, one of the professors kept calling him Wormy. Oh, because he kept screwing up his name. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I wouldn't go. With Ron, we've discussed this. I would go with Snape. Yeah. Um, I wish they would have given Maggie Smith more to do. She was untapped toward until this very last movie, and then finally she came roaring back to life. And Neville Longbottom. Oh, and I and Hermione for me. And Chai City. Yeah. Notice how we we chose like everybody but Harry Potter. <laughs> We're like Ron, Neville, Hermione, the teachers. <laughs> None of us. Well, that's the whole thing Potter. about the movies and the books, like. She's got so many good supporting characters, and Harry, although he's very important, he is kind of a, the bland hero. He's like the Luke Skywalker, you know? Yeah. Where I like like the Han Solo of the pictures and uh, books. Me too. Hello. Ron Weasley. I know. Slash Neville Longbottom. Okay, so now here's another question. If you could only take one magical item from all of these movies... <laughs> Now listen, because they all, they all, like, there are some really cool things that are introduced. Like, obviously, right from the beginning, you're like, oh, the wands are really cool. The sorting hat's pretty cool. Uh-huh. And then you get get further along, and you're like, wait a minute, that Gryffindor sword's pretty awesome. And wait, so is that Elder Wand, and that Horcrux over there, and so is that snake, and, and the potion, uh-huh. and the book. Okay. What would you choose to, like, that would be, like, your secret weapon, or what, if not a weapon, what would aid you in life? Like, what's the one thing you could take out, pluck? from the series and bring it to real life? Hmm. I don't know. It's a tough question, isn't it? I'm sure by now they have like a, a Nimbus 2011. <laughs> I'd like to have a, a broom I could just, you know, get some places without, you know, flying a plane. Without right. flying in a plane? Yeah. Well, Get, get on my broom, just whoop. What if you what if you took the broom on a plane? That would be stupid. <laughs> I don't know. What? I have some merit. Why would you do that? I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you what I would take, and which, by the way, was also a, a thing they dropped the ball. They dropped the Draco ball. They dropped the ball on this. Okay. Uh, the necklace that Har- Hermione wears in like the second or third movie that oh. takes them back in time, where they're able to, like fix things. They can't be seen. But they have the opportunity to go back and, like, fix things. Yes. Very Back to the Future 2 of her. I know. 
I, I, I like time travel in general. I like, I really like the idea of being able to right wrongs. Um, when you can look... Yeah, but they didn't talk about the butterfly effect, man. You start fixing stuff, you know. I know. You start getting into that. But why did they never go back to that, by the way? Like, they used it, and then they were done with it. I don't know. Maybe J.K. Rowling's like, okay, you know. And the necklace is over. <laughs> pretty much, you know, ruin the whole series if they just keep going back in time, every book. Whatever. Well, if it weren't for that, I would also take the Elder Wand, because you could do a lot of cool stuff with that. True. I wouldn't want it for the power, honestly. I would just want to be able to do so many cool things. But the invisibility cloak. Oh my god, the invisibility... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, I might have to say, scratch everything, I want the invisibility cloak. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. It's true. It's right. cool. Didn't they say that that was a horcrux? At one point? No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. No, it's part of the Deathly Hallows. Oh. No. So they don't have to kill the invisibility cloak. <laughs> How could they find it? It's invisible. No, it had a printed sign. I know. That's why I was like, what if they forgot to, you know, what if it was backwards and they just lost it forever? Oh, that would be terrible. Can you see me going around the apartment? Justin, have you seen the invisibility club? Oh, it's inside out again. So stupid of me. Like, damn it, Chrissy. Did you not turn it right side in? Maggie's like walking around. We don't even see her. She's wearing it. She's farting all the place. We like, oh, there it is. There's Maggie. <laughs> There's the fumes of death <laughs> rising from the invisible space there. I smell a garbage compactor. Maggie must have been found. Wow. Okay. Well, so, yeah. I can't even grade it. 20 plus hours, whatever, of Harry Potter films in, yeah. in short. Suffice to say, as a series, it gets an A from me. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So you're... Should you congratulate me again? Hey, thanks, Justin. You're awesome. You're Your welcome. Your bond is so huge. <laughs> well, you didn't have to go that far, but all right. You bought me a sweet iced tea from McDonald's. <laughs> so you know what? Uh, so Chrissy's done reading Hunger Games. We just watched Harry Potter. You know what's next? What? Sometime soon. The girl with the dragon tattoo? The Lord of the Rings. I don't know about that. Yep. Should I read the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series? Uh, I still have the first book. I still need to read it. Will I like it? I haven't started it yet. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Yay. Well, we'll see. All right. Well, until next week. Thanks for staying with us on this super long and confusing ride. It was probably as confusing for you as it was for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh, if you have Harry Potter comments you want to make, you can tweet them at Justin Winters or at Chris Winters with a K. I just mentioned Harry Potter, by the way, on my Twitter today, and I had like three bots automatically that were like, like Harry Potter, come here and get an invisibility cloak. You two have a long bottom. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people were going to be like, they have no idea. They're so stupid. Like, they don't understand. It was all Draco Malfoy sitting behind his little computer screen. He was like, you suck. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm done. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>